company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all of Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon came to hear him, there's the preaching, and to be healed of their diseases, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Lord, thank you for this message you've given us tonight, Lord. It comes straight out of the throne room. I know it's out of the in my heart. Forgive us the ability to open our hearts, Lord. Our hearts. Yes. Give us the understanding to open up our minds, Lord, and see the Word of God in our, into our minds, Lord, and write yes. it on the table of our hearts, Lord. We step into it boldly, Lord, for each and every one uh, that we come in contact with, with our loved ones. Yes. As the altar service comes, Lord. Yes. Let us bind in unity as we break off the chains of life and so pursue us uh there to the devil, Lord. Yes, that's right. I give you all the glory and the praise for it. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you uh for being here tonight. Thank you for honoring uh, the word, uh, and, uh, thank you for all that you do. Just, just be diligent in everything that you do. Just give it your all because Jesus gave his all for us. Amen. So, um, I, I, I want you to think about what Jesus said. He said that this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. In other words, uh, now you and I are on this side of the cross. We're on this side of the, uh, the empty tomb and, uh, and we're living in that reality that, that Jesus, he wants, uh, to preach his word. And the way he preaches his word today is through you, through his body. And when that word is preached and when you and I do that preaching, that living the word of God by prayer, you put those two things together like Jesus did. He continued all night in prayer and then he went down and they came to hear him. They were going to hear, no doubt, what he had prayed out. And when you put uh, prayer and preaching together, it says they were going to be healed. And that they were going to be delivered from all of those things that the enemy had against them. And so tonight, you and I are in a place in a position where we've been praying for certain people. Uh, we love them dearly. We want to see them come out of all sorts of deception, all sorts of limitation and stronghold of the, of the enemy. And so if we're in that place, and we are, where we're listening uh, to what the Father would say, we're listening to what the Spirit would say to the churches, then we're in that place because we've done prayed. We can see things come to pass. We can see those answers that we're looking for. And so, uh, just, I'm just going to give you some, just a few verses of scripture here as the Spirit of God gave me last night or early this morning. Uh, and, and I think it'll be an encouragement to us because we can be in that place in that position where, um, no matter, no, no matter where people are at, if they can be, they can be walking with God or they can be away from God, uh, in a situation we can still help them. Amen. So go with me to second Timothy chapter two and, uh, let's look at what Donnie just prayed. Brother Donnie talked about the snare of the devil. Let's look at the snare of the devil in second uh, Timothy chapter two. Uh, look at verse 24 starting with, let's look at these last three verses of this chapter. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 24. And the servant of the Lord. So he's talking to me. When you and I, we are children of God that serve, but we are servants. We don't serve the world anymore. We don't serve the flesh. We don't serve the devil. We serve the Lord. And the servant of the Lord must not strive. 
but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient. So you and I, we need to just be just as patient with other people as the Lord is with us. But now I want you to notice here, he said that we must not strive. Now, now this word strive here, it's very interesting. The word from the Greek, it means to war. So I wanted to read that. Now let's jump back and let's read the previous verse and let's see what causes wars within the uh, the body of Christ, what causes wars within families, what causes wars within um, uh, where love should be prevailing, where hatred or, 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 or the division is trying to take hold. So look what he said in verse uh, 23. He said, But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. Now this word strife here, it means a battle. So the moment that you and I uh, yield to a battle that's not the Lord's, one battle leads to another battle. Brother Duckett, battles lead to what? To war. To war. And that's what they're trying to do overseas right now in the Middle East. They're trying to get one battle, one battle, one battle, and get us into a war. But we're talking spiritual tonight. So you and I got to be in a place. There's going to be some questions that's going to come up. And if they're not questions that can be answered by the Holy Ghost, if they're not questions can be answered by the Lord, if they're not questions that will build somebody up, they need to be put down. Uh, because the, the devil loves to play church. He loves to play religion. And so everything that Jesus wants to do is to clarify uh, your deliverance, your salvation, your victory in your life. And if something is not bringing that clear to you, then the devil's taking scripture and he's twisting it. So I need to come back and I need to say, wait a minute, I'm not going to play the devil's game. I, I'm going to walk with the Lord. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm wiser than that. I, I played it before and I know how it turned out. That's not for me. I'm going to follow Jesus. And so I'm not going to, uh, the, these questions that are not answerable, these questions that just uh, seem religious, uh, I'm not going to study on them. I'm not going to look on them. I'm going to look to what God's wanting to deal with right now because God will get us off track about something that doesn't matter when there's something big that's happening in somebody's heart and we're concentrating on a minority thing when the majority thing is what God is saying to them right now. So you and I were the servants of the Lord and he said that you and I, we could be apt in the place back in verse 24, we could be uh, gentle unto all men, apt to teach and to be patient. So that's what he's saying about us. So when, when the, the spirit of God wants to use you, then you stand on this verse. You say, well, he said that all the servants of the Lord could teach. So I, I, can, I can be used by the Lord to teach. Uh, I, I'm not standing behind a pulpit, but I'm standing in front of a, a heart that's ready to have the epistle of God written on it. I, I, I'm standing here and I'm standing here not alone. I'm standing here with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to be gentle to this person. I'm going to show them love and God's going to help me teach them. So by preaching teaching uh, by prayer, we're going to see people come out. We're going to see them delivered. Amen. Notice what he says in uh, verse 25. If we'll do that, here's where God steps in, where our part stops and God's part starts. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. You and I, we've got family, we've got friends, we've got church members right now. They're in opposition to themselves. They don't even know it. They're in opposition to what God has for them. This means that they're standing between themselves and the blessing. They're standing between themselves and the victory. They're standing between themselves and the peace of God. And so we've got to see that the devil is utilizing the outer man. 
the old man, the old carnal nature to keep them from his best. And so instead of us getting aggravated at him or getting uh, uh, just, you know, carnal ourselves, we, we, we stand up and we say, I'm going to put myself between them and the enemy. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take a punch. I, I, I'm going to take a blow. I, I'm going to take a lie. I, I'm going to hold up them. I'm going to help them with the shield of faith. I'm going to, I, I'm going to readjust that helmet of salvation. Whatever's going on in their life, if they've been saved in the backslid or whatever, I'm going to be there because they're in opposition to what God has for them. And so I'm praying the prayer. I, I'm, I'm getting the download from heaven and I'm going to know what to say. I'm going to preach what I prayed. And when I preach what I pray, I'm going to get the results that God has for me. Amen. Because when you you and I, when we say what the Holy Ghost says in private and we say it public, there is an anointing there. There's a deliverance there. There's a victory there. And that's what we're believing for. And that's what we're going to see. Now, notice what he says. In meekness, you and I, just as humble as we can, we instruct those. This word instruct, it means to train up as a child. That, that means you and I, we have a responsibility one to another. There's nothing more important than training up our children or grandchildren. You know, use every moment for a teaching situation, and we do that in the natural. But how much more can we help each other in, in the spirit to grow? And, and, and so, uh, you and I, there's no one person that knows everything, only Jesus. And, and so, there's times I'm going to need instruction. There's times you're going to need instruction. There's times that I've opposed myself. But when we come to that place where we're humble, and we're meek enough to teach somebody where we're meek enough to be taught. Come on. That's when we can get delivered. That's when we can see all the chains come off. And so right now we got some people. Uh, the devil has got them kind of puffed up about some things. He, he, he's got them in a place in a situation where they're uh, pulling away from the truth. But you and I need to love them so much. And, and they may not walk through these doors anymore, but we still love them. We're still going to pray for them and we're going to hold them up because they are our brothers and sisters, whether they come here or not. Amen. And God gave us an opportunity. He gave us an audience with them. He gave us a chance uh, to uh, get to know them. And, and so they're a part of who we are and we're a part of who they are, whether they want to claim it or not. But notice what he said. He said, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure, perhaps he will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Now, in other words, nobody can repent unless they know they need to. And they can't know that they need to unless they have a preacher. That's what Romans 10, Romans 10 closes out with the reality that how can anybody repent unless there's a preacher? All right. So you and I got to get this ideal off about somebody who carries a card in their pocket. We got to realize that we're all preachers of righteousness. The Bible says that Noah, Noah didn't have a card, but he was a preacher of righteousness. So every person that has Noah found grace, Genesis 6, 8 tells us that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So everybody that has been saved by grace, you're a preacher. You're a minister of righteousness, a minister of that same grace. And so what we want to do, we want to be in that place where we say, Lord, I, I, I'm going to pray. And, and as I pray, I know that you're going to give me a download. You're going to give me the message to preach. And, and they're going to have an opportunity to repent. See, you don't know to repent until you hear the truth. We don't know that we're not in the right. I, I mean, we may have a, a conviction, but we may have hardened over our heart. I know I did over a long period of time where my heart got so hard, I didn't recognize what sin was in certain areas. Now, you, you know what? I, mean? I did it first, but I loved it so much that, that, that I didn't want to listen to God about it. I wanted to do what 
I wanted, that's it, Brother Don. And so we need to see that we can do that, but we have to take responsibility. God has gave us the opportunity. We can see people changed forever. Amen. Oh, glory. Now look what happens. This is what Brother Donnie was praying. Verse 26. It says, and that they may recover that they're going to do it because they've heard the truth. They've heard the prayer. They've heard the preaching. They've heard the ministry of the word. They've seen that Jesus had come to set the captives free, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. They may recover themselves. Now, this word recover, it's a Greek word that means that they become sober. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I get under the influence, when the devil influenced my flesh, you know, uh, I can't act or react to the truth the way that I should. You you know, think about it. I mean, because think about it from the natural. You get get a little drunk in the natural. And and, uh, depending on what kind of personality, I went to school. Remember, David, brother, he wanted to fight everybody. But but you get other people, they want to love on everybody. But but a little, little bit of alcohol has different effects. But if you get like these are, they're so drunk they don't know. They're drunk in the, their spirit is completely saturated with the workings of the devil. And, and, and so God wants them to recover themselves out, but they can't recover themselves out unless we're praying, unless we're preaching. So we're, we're, we're praying and we're preaching. So you say, well, I never see them. Hey, I, there's people that I preached to last night. I preached in the spirit to them. I didn't see them in the natural, but I saw them in the spirit. That's what you and I've got to see. It's not about where we can make ourselves available. It's not about who we can make contact in the natural, though God may do that. But it starts before that takes place. It starts in the quiet time. It starts in the private time. It starts in the secret place of the most high God. When you and I get alone with him and we can preach that word, we can decree it. And guess what? When we preach the word of God, what we have prayed, what comes down from heaven, all of a sudden, all the angels that are around us, they take that word and they minister that word to those people. Because the angels are looking for a work. They're looking for an action. They're sitting around waiting for you and I to speak the word of God. Because the Bible tells us they only hearken to the word of God. Amen. So when we preach that word and it's in a private quiet time, we can see things change. So you take that person who won't listen to you. You take that person who has a hard heart. They're they're not sober to the things of God. They're under the influence of the devil and you start praying for them and as you start praying for them here comes the word from heaven and and, and you preach deliverance to them You, you start preaching that word and all of a sudden they get an opportunity to recover themselves from that snare that snare of the devil in other words that hook that he has in their nose that's pulling them away from the truth that's pulling them away from the blessing pulling them away from jesus that can be stopped That's what we're looking for. That's what we're believing for, right? All right. So let's look at how we can pray. Uh, We we can pray and preach for the the saved. And then we'll look at the backslidden. Go with me to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. And let's look at how the church prayed for Peter. Uh, Peter was in in the perfect will of God. Uh, but he was in a place where the devil wanted to kill him and take him out. And, and so tonight, you and I, we, we uh, uh, may have saved people who are serving the Lord on our heart for different situations. We need to know that we can, we can pray, we can preach, we can, we can see things happen. Look at uh, Acts 12 and 1. I appreciate you so much, Brother Jason. Thank you so much. 
Look what it says. Now about the time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. That, and that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to vex you. Yes. He wants to keep you and I in a place where uh, we're uh, limited, that we're hindered and all of those things. But what he doesn't know when he persecutes us, if you and I keep looking to Jesus, that persecution just makes us stronger. And we have more grace to operate in that victory. Verse 2, And he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. Verse 3, And because he saw it pleased the Jews. Can you imagine? There's people who love to see Christians hurt. They are. We just come through Halloween. That, that That's the busiest night of all the witches. In the You know, we've got more witches registered in America than we do preachers. Why do you think that child went missing on Halloween night? These things are real. And they killed, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And when he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. Aren't you glad that you and I, uh, unleavened bread, Passover, Passover. Well, Jesus Christ is our Passover, and we live in him every day. Every day. Thank God it was a feast in the Old Testament. It was a feast up to the uh, the, the time of, uh, of Jesus giving His life. But now it's a feast for you and I every day. We partake of the bread of life. The Holy Spirit feeds us Jesus. We have that relationship. Verse number 4. And when he had apprehended him, when King Herod had got Peter, he put him in prison and he delivered him to four quarterings of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Now, this is the only place in the whole Bible that you're going to find the word Easter uh, because this is Pascha, this is this is uh, Passover. And the reason why Easter is in here because we're dealing with heathens. We're, we're dealing with King Herod. And so that's why the Holy Ghost had Easter put in there. You and I, we don't celebrate Easter. We celebrate the risen Savior. We celebrate what Jesus done for us. Easter is from Ishtar, a whole other thing. We we're not a part of that. But I want you to understand that. And you, and you look in your own, you study that for yourself. It's very important that we don't uh, follow after the things of the world. Uh, verse 5, Peter therefore was kept in prison. Notice this. He was kept in prison, but prayer, what? But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So here Peter is. He, he, he's, he's in a place, no doubt, that the death sentence has been put on his life. He's in a snare of the devil. Not of his own doing, because he was doing what he was supposed to do. But the devil wants to stop the peace of the rock. Peter Petrus, the peace of the rock. That hearing man house where he wouldn't preach that message. And, and so he's, the, Herod said, well, I, I got away with killing James, so now I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go a little higher on the totem pole. I'm going to go to the, the, the one that was right there with Jesus, with James, and all of these things. And so, but the church, they looked and they saw what happened to James and they prayed. They prayed, no doubt. So they got along with the Lord and, and they, they started praying. They started interceding. They put themselves between Herod and Peter. They put themselves there. And as they got in that place, see, when you and I really intercede, then all of a sudden, we see the person that we're praying for, we see the need there, but then we see the source of the attack. And, and, and the Holy Spirit will give us the word out of this Bible that will undo the word of the devil. 
And, and, and so we've got to believe that. We've got to see that. So that's what they did. They got serious with God and they started praying this. Now, I want you to imagine here Peter is. We got four quadrants of soldiers. We got 16 soldiers. Uh, that means they're switching out, whatever, six hours, uh, the, four at each time, watching Peter. And, and, and there is no way that Peter can get delivered in the natural. So prayer has to deliver him. Tonight, those people that's on your heart and my heart, they're, they're in a snare of the devil. And there's no way that you and I can go to them and tell them the truth. They won't hear it. But what? We can pray. We can, we can intercede. We can put ourselves there and we can pray not what we think needs to be prayed or what we want to be prayed, but we can pray the word from heaven and it'll be the truth that will make them free. The holy angels will grab that word and will take it and put it active in that situation. So notice what happens here. Verse six. And when Herod would have brought him, brought Peter forth the very same night. So the, so the, the next morning, this is when he's going to lose his life. So they've been praying all of this time and they had to wait till after the, after the feast, uh, because you know, the holy days. So they had to wait. And, but the church, they didn't stop praying. They kept praying that, that, that same prayer that God had gave. They, they stood on that one prayer. Let me, let me put it that way. Uh, they kept, they stood on the prayer that the Holy Spirit gave them. And as they stood on that prayer, uh, they were putting themselves there. And so here comes the enemy to get to Peter. Can't get to him. Because God has put that word, that word is the shield. That word is, is, is what's protecting him. And, and so can you imagine, here Peter is, he's, he's locked between these two uh, soldiers, one on each side, and then right on the other side of the, of the prison door, there's two more soldiers. So, I mean, they have got him bound. You and I, we know these people that we love and we're praying for. They're bound by, by hurt. They're bound by addiction. They're bound by deceit. They're bound by all the things. The enemy has them. Uh, they're, they're not sober to the things of God, but they're drunk on the things of what the enemy's doing. But you can change it. I, we can change it because God wants to use us. You're God's hands in the earth. You're His voice in the earth. You and I, we have the ability to decree with the Word of God over situations. Uh, Verse uh, 6, And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. So the, there you got two on the inside, two on the outside. So there Peter is, and, and he, he's, he's bound up. But he's saved. He's not worried about it. He's asleep. I, I wish I could say I'd be asleep, don't you? But can you imagine that here that, you know, that... They're fresh. They come in there, Peter's tarred, and they come in every six hours. They change, and they're fresh. And don't can you imagine what they've been doing to Peter? Peter was probably wore plum out physically. But spiritually, he knew his Redeemer was, right? He knew who his God was. Um, verse 7, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. Oh, glory. The angel of the Lord. That, think about this. You and I, we, we've got to believe that we can give angels charge. We, we have the ability to, to speak the word of God and they will hearken to that. And so behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, upon Peter, and a light shined in the prison. Every time an angel has appeared in the word of God, there's what? There's light. And they say the message of the Lord. Do not fear. 
Because why? That glory of the Lord is so bright that, that they just come with the message from God and they come from the presence of the Lord. Can you imagine the glory that is on them from the Lord? And, and the, the, the power, the presence of the awe of who God really is. When he stepped in that prison, can you imagine the glory that was there? I mean, just, just get a, a, a mindset of that. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side. Now, he's in a deep sleep, ain't he? Wow. Smote him on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. Now notice this. Here's the word. Uh, Arise up quickly and his chains fell off from his hands. When you and I, when we're in that place where we we're, we're in prayer and then we preach what we've prayed. And then all of a sudden, those angels, they pick up that word and they take it. And when they take that word there, if that person will respond, come on, the person has to respond. But if they will respond to it, those chains are coming off. They're coming off. And, and so we've got to get a vision of that. Stop seeing that person in addiction. Stop seeing that person in deception. Stop, stop seeing that person the way they are and see them the way that God wants them to be. See them the way that you want them to be. See them. See this relationship restored. See this, uh, all of the things that seems impossible. See it the way God would have it. Jesus died to make it possible. Um, verse number eight. And the angel said, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. Verse 9. And he went out and he followed him and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought that he saw a vision. So that, the rest of it's another study for another time. But the, there was great prayer. And they prayed what was revealed to them. And God moved and, and, and Peter got delivered. So we, 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 got, we got to see that. We got to see that Jesus, he said, this scripture is fulfilled today in your ears that he come to preach deliverance. He come to set the captives free. That's his will. See, how many times you hear somebody say, well, Lord, if it be your will. See, that puts all the, all the problem on the Lord. Well, I ain't got anything to do with this and I don't know what God's will. So I'm just, you're wasting your breath. If we don't know what God's will is, don't pray. You're not helping the situation. You're hurting the situation. Just be quiet and wait till the Lord tells you what the will is and then pray it. Amen. All right. So here we have an example of somebody who was walking with the Lord and they had trouble. So there may be somebody that you know that's walking really close to the Lord right now, but they're in trouble. Well, you know that you can pray for them. And you know that God's willing to deliver them. So let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Go with me to James chapter 5. Let's look at people who are backslidden. Uh, they're serving other gods. Uh, they're serving Baal. You, you know, God can deliver them from that. He can deliver them. Amen. And, and we got to see it. We got to believe it. We got to get a vision of them not serving the enemy, serving the world, but serving Jesus. Let's start in verse. Um, well, let's verse sixteen. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another uh, that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, it availeth much. So you, the Bible is very clear that you accepted Jesus. And when you accepted Jesus, his righteousness become your righteousness. So you're this righteous person that, that's praying. 
Okay? And so your prayer, uh, it worketh, it availeth much. You're the effectual forever prayer of a righteous man worketh much. And so when we, we read that verse in the King James, if we're not careful, we get a little nervous. Because I think, I don't know if my prayers, if they're effectual, if they're effective or not. You, you know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't know what effectual means. You know, what, what, what does that even mean, you know, to me? But so we got to go back and, and very simple. Man complicates what God says. God says things so simple. This word is enajorous in the Greek, and it simply means to be active. If you're praying, then you qualify. Because you're praying not in yourself, you're praying led by the Holy Ghost. So, so don't dream up this big thing, man. I wish someday, but somehow, some miracle, I could pray like Elijah. You're righteous, aren't you? You're saved. That means you can pray like Elijah. So you don't got to try to figure it out. You just got to say, hey, all I got to do is pray. That, that that's all the word means. Okay, Galatians five six, the last part of the verse. It says that faith that will only work by love, right? That's the same Greek word. Work. The effectual, it availeth much. This effectual, fervent prayer of a, of a righteous man, it's the same word. So, so uh, about 15 times this, this word is translated uh, work, wrought, working. So all it means is it, it, whatever you're doing, if you're doing it in the name of the Lord, it's effectual. It's effective. It's powerful. Just be active in it. Just pray. And if you're praying, then you qualify for this. In other words, you can be the one person. You know, I, I there was used to be somebody in, 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 in church. They, they, they get on a rant. They do this about once a month. Uh, not this church. And they would talk about, boy, if one can do this, what can all we do? And the whole understanding of this, it just took one. So you can't count on me. I may not be wanting to pray what you're praying. I may be half backslidden or I may be half angry or I may be uh, not in the place of faith that you are. It doesn't matter about me and you. It's, if you and the Lord make the two, then you can get the prayer answered. Amen. So here, Elijah and the Lord made the prayer too. And he what? He stopped the rain. Now, this is important. Can we plow just a little deep here for a minute, okay? Notice what happens. Verse 17, Elias, uh, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. He had the same struggles you got. The same struggles. See, we try to lift people up and think, boy, if I could be like this person, I can be like that person. Just be what Jesus made you to be. Amen. Look at the prayer life of Jesus if you want to look to somebody. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly. He Notice, he prayed earnestly. That prayed is one time. It's single. See, if we ain't careful, we undo our prayers because we'll keep praying. Well, I don't think God heard me. Or I don't think I prayed right. Or all these. No, he, he, he prayed. Look it up. He prayed one time. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Now let's understand what's happening here. One of the worst things that can happen to a nation is when they start getting in sin and turning their back on God, and God pulls His hand back 
And here comes all the blessings from the enemy. The devil can bless too. You know that, don't you? Okay, why are we in this mess right here that we're in tonight? Let's go back to 19, the 1990s, 1993. We elect a president who brings, takes all the, the laws for pornography, he takes them off the books. And one year, pornography here in America increases by 100. Okay, I better not say that. I think it was 100,000%, but maybe that's not right. But it increased by a phenomenal amount because he just took the laws off. And then the next thing you know is, don't ask, don't tell. And he brought that into our military. And that's just why we're, where we're at right now. Well, what happened after that? Oh my gosh, I made more money in the 90s than I ever made in my life. There was jobs everywhere. There was, I mean, you, I didn't have to find a job. You could, jobs come to you. There was more than you could do because the 90s, we had a financial, just, just an onslaught. And so you didn't have to depend on God. Boy, it's getting quiet in here. So here's what's happening. Israel is backslidden. They're serving the devil. They, they've got 850 Baal and temple prophets, and, and they're having all kinds of evil things go on at the altar of God's house. So he sends Elijah to pray, and he prays in what? He stops up the heaven. The rain, literally the rain stopped and it become dry. But what that was a symbol of, remember everything that happens in the natural is a type and a shadow of what's going on in the spiritual. So when God shut off the rain, what He was really doing was shutting off those false blessings where people had to learn, I've got to turn back to God. I'm not going to make it without the true living God. And so that, that's what's happening here. Now notice, Verse 18, so after, after those three and a half years, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. So remember, what, what, what brought Elijah to that place where he was able to pray again? He went and he confronted the enemy. He confronted the people. And he said, hey, if God's God, then serve, come on, First Kings 18, if God's God, serve him. But if he's not, then serve Baal. He said, how long will you halt? How long will you hop between two opinions? And, and so he showed them who God was. He went and he rebuilt the altar. And, and he, and, and he uh, put the sacrifice on there because, and, because the Baal could not get a sacrifice. They tried. They tried all day, morning to night. And, and so he rebuilt the altar and poured all the water around it. And, and what happened? The fire of God fell. It took the sacrifice, accepted the sacrifice, licked up all the water, and then 1 Kings 18.38, then the people said, Oh, God is God. So he prayed, and here come the rain. So see, what you and I have got to do, we've got to, that person that is backslidden, that person that is out serving the devil, we, we need to pray that the truth will come to their life. That these things that they're living in, they're not a blessing. These things that they're doing, they're not fun. They're, they're, they're under the influence. They're in the snare of the devil. He has a hook in them. So what we do is we get along with the Lord and we say, Lord, how can I pray? How can I have that active working prayer like Elijah in this situation? What's the one thing that I pray 
that I can see them come out of this lying deception. And, and, and so you pray that prayer and then you stand on that prayer. And then when the time is right, then you're going to pray the next prayer and that next prayer is going to loose the Holy Ghost in their life. And they're going to be able to what? Come back and say, Jesus is Lord. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're believing for. That's what this is a type and a shadow of. So by, by, by prayer and preaching, people can be delivered. They can come to that. Look what happens. Here's how we know it. Verse 19. He said, brethren, come on, he's talking to you and I. He said, brethren, if any of you do err from the truth. So brothers and sisters, they can err from the truth. They can backslide. If any of you err from the truth and, and, and one convert him. Now, first of all, this err from the truth, it's that word that we talk about, planados, which means to roam from safety, from truth, from virtue. And we've all had times where we've kind of took a step back and thank God for grace, right? That he, he drawed us. But he said, if anybody does that, he said, know this, verse 20. Let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his ways. Okay, now this, this word error here is simply a, a Greek word. It's plain, P-L-A-N-E, plain. It means to be, to play the harlot. See, when you leave God and you serve Baal, you serve the world, and in a sense you are committing idolatry, which is spiritual adultery. So you and I, it don't matter how bad the person is, it doesn't matter where they've gone, we can pray this prayer. Because if we're really preaching what we've prayed, if we're really bringing the download from heaven to the earth, then he said that it don't matter how bad they've got, it doesn't matter where they've went, that they can be converted. Notice this. Uh, he said, brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him. So it's up to you and I. He didn't say if God convert him. God works through you. You've got to preach the truth. I've got to preach the truth. Verse 20, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Glory. See, so your willingness just to, uh, to pray whenever God moves on you to pray, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, to put God first, that shows that you love that person, that you love the Lord. And, and, and so all of a sudden, then He gives you the ability to work in their life to see them converted and to see a multitude of sins covered. What does 1 Peter 4, 8 say? 1 Peter 4, 8 says that love covers a multitude of sins. So God is love. So only God can cover that sin, but he can take that sin away. Amen. And, and so all I've got to do is say, I'm willing. I, I'm willing, Lord. I, I'm willing to do what you would have me to do because I'm your servant. And, and, and I love you. And because I love you, I love the people. I love the people. And, and, and that love, you can show me how to send it forth by the right word at the right time and it's going to cover that sin and it's going to bring them out of darkness and bring them into the light. Amen? we got to believe that. Brother Larry, would you help me pray in the, that uh, what about this word right here? Help me pray that, we, that, that, that God will direct us in this part of the altar service.